Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to a Sunday special of the Tripe Supper reflecting on Borough's defeat at Birmingham City on Friday night. We're just heading back where I mean... Me, Dom Sean, Anthony Vickers, who's in the driver's seat, heading back from, from Birmingham now, and we're just going to repeat what we've talked about for the last two hours on the way home. Vic. Minus the swearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was another disappointing night for Borough. Jonathan Woodgate admitted as much afterwards. He, again, described the performance as, as, uh, as very poor. Um, was frustrated, disappointed, angry were the words he used to, to describe his emotions afterwards. His frustration was amplified by the fact that Borough somehow got themselves back in the game with that Daniel Ayala goal and then somehow managed to lose it. It was another sloppy, sorry goal to concede. Um, before we look ahead and look at the international break and the two weeks and all that comes, the day after Vic, what, what's your reaction now? The dust has settled a bit. Uh, I think uh, in, in a lot of ways, that was a, a worse defeat than the Sheffield Wednesday one. Uh, I think the Sheffield Wednesday one, uh, obviously two early goals, uh, uh, sort of blows your, your plan out of the window and, and there was a lot of thrashing. Uh, but in that match, in the second half, they did actually improve. Uh, there was some stability there and they finished, uh, not with, you know, obviously you can't have pride restored when you've been beaten so heavily, but at least there was a coherent second half there. And that was supposed to be rock bottom. That was supposed to be the, the shot across the bows, uh, the, the rocket that they needed to to, to refocus. And against Preston, uh, they, they they did that. They got a you know, creditable point. It wasn't against brilliant. a decent team. Against a decent side, unbeaten since August. Uh, and you'd think that maybe uh, that that sharpened minds. Uh, to go then to Birmingham, a team that's, that were in poor form, uh, struggling in the table, uh, three defeats in a row and to put in a performance like that the first 20 minutes where frankly they could easily have leaked the same four goals they did against Sheffield Wednesday and they looked more disorganised uh, for that to come hot on the heels of the Wednesday defeat I think it was a really really worrying sign had they managed to scrape a draw from that I think it would have just papered, up, papered over the cracks oh, of the yeah. first half uh, structurally the team wasn't right there's a massive problem down both flanks and especially down the left and there was no protection from midfield and more than that it didn't feel like they were competing in individual battles uh, as units and it, it didn't feel like that it was a cohesive team so for me that was a really really worrying display. You, you touched there on, on Birmingham's issues going into the game and the fact that they'd lost three on the bounce. Talking to the lads who, who covered them before the game um, they, they were talking about being the night where the fans might turn on Pep yeah. Clotter. Gary Monk was a very popular figure there. They didn't want him to go. When he did go, there was perhaps uh, a bit of understandable cynicism about the fact, well, is it just the easy appointment going for his, uh, his assistant? The first half an hour, we were told before the game, was massive because if he doesn't go Birmingham's way, the fans could turn. He, 
Clotet made a bold selection. I think he had about three number tens in the team. He had a sixteen-year-old in midfield. It, 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 it had all the it had all the makings of being one of those games. Listening to those who follow Birmingham, where if Borough had started well, they'd have got the fans on the back of the home yeah. team, and you kick on from there. What happened was the absolute direct opposite. Uh, yeah, uh, the situation was in. Uh, in terms of the, the mood music, if you like, it, it was there for Borough for the taking. And one of the problems I think this season has been that despite all the talk about uh, fast, pacey, expansive football, actually sometimes Borough have started really slowly. And um, when they do that and they don't impose their shape, they have real problems. If the opposition get a foothold in the game, there seems to be uh, no way that Borough can, can wrest control back. Uh, I know you can change the shape, change the shape at half time the, the, here, uh, and to, you know th there was some success in changing the shape. But I think B Borough got back into the game uh, because Birmingham sat back thinking the job was done, and it's worrying that having clawed back, Birmingham then went straight down the other end and scored within three minutes. That that to me is a you know. It, it stinks of a problem there in terms of organisation, but also in terms of uh, attitude and application, which is a real worry. Going through the team then, Darren Randolph made a, you know, we talked there about Borough could have had no complaints if there were three or four down at half-time. There would have been, had it not been for, for the excellence of Randolph, who Birmingham fans obviously know well. He had a couple of good years there. Um, another Birmingham, another former Birmingham man, Ryan Shotton, endured a, a difficult night. I felt a bit for Shot. He's, he's not a left-back. He, he would say he's not a right-back. He, he, he has said this season that he's a centre-half. Now, obviously, he, he, he did a solid job there on Tuesday. That experiment worked against Preston. It didn't work on, on Friday, but it's not the first time this season that Borough's left side has been exploited. Clotet afterwards said that they identified that side as, as a weakness for Borough because they knew whoever was playing on the flank had pressed Birmingham centre-halves, and that would leave space wide open. And Maxime Collin had a whale of a time down that right side. The defence, though, was an issue across. I mean, Dyke Steele, for me, didn't look comfortable again. I, you know, I, I think it's time to put Johnny Housen back to right-back. Dale Fry looks a shell of a player he was last season at the minute. He's having a struggle of a time getting back in. And, and you know, you, Danny Ayala, who I thought was the best of Borough's defenders, although there's, there's no competition there. But when, when Birmingham equalise, that's when you need your big characters, your centre-half, to settle things down and, and to manage the game. And Borough's game management is... Dreadful. I mean, there's a few issues. One is the problem on the left, and that's that's been self-evident. Uh, we've had four left backs so far. Also, there's been spells when the, when three different players have played at wing back. Uh, we've had different players in the forward wide role on the left. But that side has been in flux all season. There's no there's no relationships being built up there. There's no understanding down that side. And also, I think the the midfield with the balance not being quite right. We haven't had the players to cover the gaps when uh, either the full-backs pushed forward in the way that in the past, when you had two two defensive midfielders, someone would always drop into that slot and, and shut that door. So that, that, that's been a problem on the left. And the defensive unit as well. I mean, Dale Fry obviously uh, carries the expectations of, of uh, being a, a £20 million pound uh, defender linked with Premier League sides and also being the the calm head who can carry it out in a team that plays out from the back but 
he's only just come back after five months out injured and he hasn't had a, a pre-season and he's come in now and played in three or four different configurations of defensive unit you, you need to have a settled side and within each unit people have to know what everyone else is going to do they have to learn the nuances of each other's games and we haven't had that opportunity at the back we haven't had that opportunity along the left and that leaves Borough with serious structural problems that need to be addressed quickly and, and, and another structural problem is the midfield at the minute that you touched on there what's the answer there because for me from the outside looking in one of your main problems is the fact that Adam Clayton is the only one who does what he does he's the only natural kind of sweeper deeper line midfielder now he struggled against uh, Sheffield Wednesday last week and again against Birmingham two of arguably his worst displays in Borough shirts but what do you do if you take him out because we saw at Blackburn when he was left out and there was a midfield three of House and McNair and, and Wing that it didn't work what 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 is Borough's best midfield three what's the answer there moving well, forward I think it depends what problem you're trying to solve and for me, the problem right now is the fullbacks being exposed and that issue down the flanks. So for me, one possible answer is to play with wingbacks. Uh, you've got extra solidity down the flanks, and that means you've got an extra body in midfield. And then you can have Clayton sitting deep to cover those three centre-backs. When he's been asked to push up more in a, in a, in a midfield that supposedly in a high press then I think he finds himself in, in positions that are completely unnatural we've actually seen him caught offside several times this year and that's not something that you, that you associate with but I do think that the midfield is better balanced with him in it uh, Wing has been sat a lot deeper this year than he has done in the past and he's been taking that responsibility almost to be like a, a, a quarterback sometimes but he's more effective when he's pushing up in the attacking third and we haven't really seen that this season so that's that's feels to me clunky and Johnny Howson arguably should be in the midfield but now we're you know everyone would the consensus would be he should be playing right back yeah. so I don't think the, the personnel that they've got is suited to play this style and I think people are being asked to do a lot of jobs that's not not their first instinct. That was going to be my next point. In, in the Sky interview after the game, Woodgate was asked, do you have the personnel to play the way you want to play? And he kind of you know, answered it with, well, it is what it is. That's what we've got. There's no point moaning about it because it doesn't change anything. But does it? And, and if he doesn't, how, how does he muddle through between now and January while maintaining what is clearly fragile confidence because he touched on confidence and belief issues after the game for the first time this season we'll talk about that more in a bit but how does he muddle through from now in January trying to implement this style of player or does that go on the back burner I think it goes on the back burner I think you have to solve the immediate problem which is shipping goals uh, because the opposition are finding too much space down the flanks to put crosses in uh, for me that means you have to plug those gaps and if you haven't got the personnel to do it naturally then you, you change shape uh, we've, we know that he's flirted with, with uh, wing-backs and at Cardiff they went with that system and although they, they lost after the match Woodgate came out and said that tactically he thought what he'd done had worked I mean, barring the, the unfortunate early own goal 
they matched Cardiff and it wasn't a brilliant performance but they matched Cardiff and it looked like there might be potential to work with that but and they competed didn't they? they did yeah but whatever you do you have to make the decision and let those players bed in in that shape and get to know how the people around them are playing so sometimes you have to take it on the chin and say right we're going to stick with this we're going to work with this over the next x weeks and get on with it and you have to accept that that might not go smoothly but what we have at the minute isn't working uh, with those people in that configuration something has to change i thought the confidence thing that he talked about was interesting he, he, he suggested it in his interview with bbc tees after the game and then was, was asked about it in his written press conference and said that the players froze out there. And it, it's an odd one, that, because the players all love Woodgate as a, as a bloke and, and they're, they're enjoying playing for him. We know that, not just from the conversations, not just from the on-the-record interviews that come out after games, but from conversations with, with players and those around the club. They, they're, they're enjoying playing for him. They like what they've seen from him. From Woodgate and his coaching staff on the training ground week in week, uh, day in, day out, week in, week out. And, and Woodgate likes what he sees from the players on the training ground. He said they're knocking the ball about, you know, the confidence, they're showing how good they are. But then when you come into the to the to the game and if they are freezing, you know, where, where, where's that come from? Because you know, this isn't a bullet team. They, you know, you look at someone like Stoke and they've got into that losing habit where they've fallen through the division losing and it's so difficult to arrest that slide we saw it with Gary Monk when he took charge of Borough in, in his final press conference in his kind of final plea of mitigation and defence he said that didn't he you can't underestimate a, a hangover from relegation that's not the case with Borough I know there was the six defeats last season but they won more games than they lost last season they haven't been in a losing cycle they've been used to challenging up towards the top end and they've got players who I know there's young players come in but the likes of Sombalonga House in Ayala, Clayton, Randolph have played hundreds and hundreds of games at this level. So, so this confidence thing, where, where on earth does that come from? Uh, you could possibly say that for all the experience, there aren't any natural shouters and pointers on the pitch. Uh, we seriously miss a character with the drive of uh, Grant Ledbetter, for instance. A lot of the midfielders. Uh, they, they'll work hard, you know what they do, but they're not they're not the sort that are going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And, and, and that's what it needed the in the first half. And it that's needed what you someone, need. Yeah, it needed that's someone to need. settle it down, didn't it? And, 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 you know, settle the game down, grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and just just grab get five minutes just to yeah. ease things out and, and 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 drag you know slow the game down a bit because it was all a hundred mile an hour in Birmingham's favour. But shouldn't. You know, players like Johnny House and Paddy McNair, surely they can do that. They, they know this. They, they, they're good enough players. They've played enough games. You, you would hope so. You would hope that they step up to the plate now because when the pressure's on, that's when those sort of players have got to deliver. Uh, results. I mean, in some ways, Borough have had uh, rough justice this season. And they've had goals ruled out. They've had penalties waved away. Uh, they, they've worked hard only to get pegged back at the end and maybe they things like that do chip away at the confidence when you're trying to install a new mentality and a new style and you have to convince people that what they're doing is going to is going to bring results and you can only actually do that by winning games I don't know it's an easy easy thing to say but a couple of wins 
would change the mentality. It would persuade people that what they were doing uh, was, you know, is the right thing and will bring results. Because at the end of the day, that's what football's about. Borough aren't scoring enough goals. We know that. Uh, and they're conceding too many. Yeah, but the team needs to find a way to make their spells of pressure count, and that means hurting teams and give, giving other teams something to think about. Because if your weakness is at is at the back, the last thing you want is the other team to have the opportunity to find their way into the game and put pressure on you. Um, that means setting the agenda in games, it means setting the tempo, setting the shape, and even if that shape is more conservative, you've got to impose it from the off, and that means Borough starting confidently and the big players making the, the, the team tick and making the, the game work, the game plan work. I think it's a, a, a balancing act for Woodgate in the next couple of weeks in the international break, because he said after the game that he clearly needs to address this issue of confidence and to build the belief that they're working towards something and they're heading in the right direction but then equally as he said he also needs to make them realise that if they don't put their ideas up they're going to be in a relegation battle this season he said if we keep playing like that we're going to stay at the bottom of the table so it's it's that balancing act between making them believe but then also kind of hitting the message home that we're not too good to be sucked in this season yeah. a, a borough in a relegation fight this season? Well, if you look at the table, then they, they clearly are in danger. And it's this sort of division, it's, this is the sort of division where it's very easy to get sucked into it. Uh, we, we know that what, you know, two or three results can make all the difference. And you can win, you, know, you can draw three games in a row and persuade yourself that that's a good run and you can get good results. Yet, below you, a couple of freak results and suddenly you get sucked down. So, it is an issue. I mean, I asked Danny Ayala last night about, you know, uh, does it take a different mentality when you're at this side, of this end of the table? Because Borough, by and large, for the last five years in the Championship, have been in the top six, or within one result, they've been in the top six. When you're in, uh, in the bottom six, it requires a completely different mentality. And maybe the team, and the club, and the fans, and us, as journalists aren't really wired to deal with that some other clubs are I mean, we were speaking to the, the Birmingham people last night and they were in a kind of similar position uh, they, they've spent a lot of the last four or five years in the bottom third and they're equipped for it they know that you dig in if you win one game in three or one game in four that takes you back up towards mid-table comfort for Borough it's a, it's a very hard sell that for the fans we've been used to being challenging it's only a couple of years ago 50 million quid was spent on the team uh, we regard ourselves as one of the big teams in the division you know, every time someone comes to sign for the club they say you know, this is a Premier League team in all but name and maybe we need to get realistic about where we actually are and, and as a team that we're actually one of those teams in mid-table that need to really grind it out and by hook or by crook get the results to claw away and learn to deal with the fact that that's where we are we're in a scrap but how, how do you do that with players who on the job 
so you're having to do it while the season's ongoing and with players who have played in the Premier League or have played at the top end of the Championship or have come like George Savile for example who clearly came to Borough thinking well this will be my way into the Premier League not that he's not that he's featured particularly prominently but how do you change that mentality within the squad on the job during the season and maybe it's maybe it's, it's about the messages that the club as a whole are sending out maybe it's the messages that the, the fans are sending out uh, George Savile should have no excuse because he played at Millwall who, who have that exactly that mentality uh, it's, we're in a harsh new landscape now as a team in transition in a very tough division and the expectations that that we'd be pushing for the for the playoffs let's let's knock them on the head here and now the expectations for this season are to manage the transition to bed in new players try and establish the foundations of a new way of playing and it might be that we're going to go through some very rough patches this season uh, it might be that we have to just get through to January and see where it needs patching up. What's difficult though, if you know, this, this transition, the talk of the transition is, the mani- the, for, the, for the manager, for Woodgate, talk has changed from pressing high and yeah. playing at speed and playing at pace to, to focusing instead on the absolute basics, like winning second balls and cutting out crosses. Doing and, the ugly stuff. Yeah, which yeah. which he would have accepted or expected to be a given when he took charge at the start yeah. of the season. So, although this is a season of transition, or that's the aim, is it is it going to be able to be a season of transition? Because are you instead going to have to focus your mind and your efforts on doing the basics to avoid to avoid relegation well I, th- I think you certainly need to do the basics first uh, we have to plug the gaps and uh, stop the rot all the cliches you need some kind of solidity before you can usher in new types of football uh, maybe the players believed they were going to play free flow and attacking football and maybe the players haven't got their heads around but, yet. but we have seen I mean Luton Brentford, the first half of Brentford, I know people talk about Luton a lot, but for me, the first half of Brentford was the best we've seen Borough this season. They could have been two or three up, they should have been two or three up with the Fletcher goals, and Brentford could have had no complaints. Since then, it's been so, you know, minor flashes here and there, a little bit against Millwall, and, and this, this chunk of games, you know, you look five games, four points out of 15, Reading win was a grind, and they're a team that are struggling, and then Cardiff. Sheffield Wednesday and now Birmingham three performances that quite simply weren't good enough uh, yeah I agree yeah. But we have seen it in flashes uh, it hasn't I mean, the small flashes are not enough to ignite but uh, so we know that they have that but by the same token though, those early performances were when they had uh, a structure at the back yeah. yeah. so maybe it all comes back to those structural problems at the back down the flanks uh, and the good news, the good news on the structure is Hayden Coulson, who admittedly hadn't played a senior game before this season, is expected to be back after the international break. We can only go on the evidence of the season, and I, and I know, you know, there was there was a few concerns about well, is he is he is he disciplined enough defensively? But on the evidence of the season, getting him back is going to be a boost. It's going to be a plus because he has looked better than Bowler so far this season and he's obviously better than Shotton in that position because Shotton isn't a natural left-back. Yeah, and he does have the attacking instinct. You know, He's probably more uh, a winger in some ways. So he, he adds to that side of the game. Uh, 
it, it's you know it, obviously the, the summer recruitment window wasn't fantastic, but we got to the situation where you know we're we're desperate for the return of a lad who most people hadn't even even heard of before August, and or the return of uh, golden oldie George Friend, who uh, a lot of people have written off. So that's that's where we are as a team, you know. Uh, those things do come back to bite you on the bum. I think the, the, the added, I guess, issue on Friday night was the fact it was on TV. Uh, and on, on the back of the lowest Riverside attendance for four and a half years, it, it wasn't a great game, a great advertisement for the armchair audience, was it, watching that? No, it, be a, it would have been a big surprise for the people who've only seen the matches on TV. Yeah, absolutely. After the hectic, pulsating, end-to-end stuff at... Uh, Luton, and then what was quite, quite a solid, balanced, uh, progressive display at Bristol. I thought they were excellent at Bristol. And yeah. then, you know, turn the telly on to see that that uh, debacle, and people will wonder how how can a team go backwards so quickly? It, it gets tougher from here on in, in when you look at the fixtures. West Brom to come on, on the first game back, and then. Huddersfield obviously struggling, new manager Derby Fulham. The, the, the games do get more difficult from here on in. I think they've got to play three of the top five in the next eight games. On the other hand, though, Borough's better performances this season have come against the two highest placed teams they've played in, yeah. in Preston and Bristol City. Is, is there anything in that? Well, uh, teams that are going to attack you and get, in, get at you will leave space. And if you have. Uh, uh, an ethos of, of attacking and pressing and, and getting high up the pitch. Space is obviously a precious commodity. Uh, so if teams are going to come out and have a go at Borough, then maybe that gives an opportunity for the forward players to to uh, make merry and actually uh, deliver. We've struggled where teams have, have shut up shop uh, and made it difficult to to operate. So. There will be tough games. Uh, there is that potential that it might suit Borough in some ways, but also it raises the bar. It's a, they're, they're big challenges, and footballers should be able to run, to raise their game when they're when they're faced with a big challenge. You know that's what makes them uh, com- professional competitors, uh, and uh, they should relish that challenge. Well, I think that'll about do us because we're, we're well past the church on the A19, which is always a sign. Officially of, home. Yeah, we've nearly been home. We had our Weatherby stop, which was absolutely heaving. It was heaving. And no football shirts because we were a little, little bit too late for that. It's one of the better things about service stations on a Saturday, spotting the results or spotting the glum faces if it's a Saturday night, working out who's done what. Uh, so thanks for following. Thanks for, for reading our coverage over the course of the weekend. And, and uh, obviously it's going to be a long fortnight to come, but we'll do another try before the West Brom game. Uh, we've got plenty else lined up to hopefully keep you entertained. Thanks a lot. Take Cheers. Care.